At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, she's not lying. It happened again. It happened again. Let's go. Cresta dropped out. Everybody dropped out. Oh, my out. gosh. That intro is doomed on Friday night, Sean. What the heck? What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, the only person here with a stable, reliable internet connection. I, I can jump and, in uh, there, too, man. I got what's that wrong one with uh, What's wrong with Alex? I think listen. I have a pretty good signal. I think I'm all right for listen, today. The, the audience will be told about Actually, Sean, you're cutting in and out really bad. Yeah, yeah, Sean. You're not even here. You're you've Eat been it, frozen. Sean, Sean's frozen, which means I'm going back into hosting roles, guys. Wow. Welcome to the SmackDown Post Show. Thank you so much for joining us for Friday, November seventeenth. We've got a double feature for you today. We've got your SmackDown Post Show as usual, but we've got the Collision Crew in the house tonight as well because of obviously the AEW adjusted schedule for the pay per view, but. Not only are you getting the four-pack of me, Iridian, Cresta, and Alex, we've got Sean Rossap here at the beginning of the show if his internet kicks back in. So get in those super chats, get in those humper chats. Please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. Subscribe to our YouTube if you are not subscribed already. And darn it, if those aren't the most fun ways to support us, head on over to FightfulSelect.com where there's just like so much news going on that I can't even recap it. We had to bring in Sean to tell you all about what's going on behind Fight Plus Select posted already, behind what might be going up this weekend. Maybe we get some teasers out of that. Sean, thanks for joining us. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. It's going to be a, a very busy week and a half. Uh, we've got full gear on Saturday. I'm doing a post show from here in in the sad boy Sean studios because the Bengals <laughs> are a thing. I'll be here tomorrow evening. Of course, Kate and Alex will be here for uh, the post show over on Fightful Select. Fightful Select is what I'm here to shill. Best $5 in the business, $54 a year in the business. We had some scoops directly tied to this show tonight. We had the rundown. We're going to have the producers this weekend. We're going to have a lot of backstage news. We had news that Ronda Rousey was backstage at Collision. Don't know necessarily... You know, what What the working plan, if any, might be there. I know her name has been mentioned within AEW, but on the WDB side of things tonight, we revealed uh, right before we went on the air that Road Dog would be doing commentary, which, you know, is the biggest scoop of the century. So we were very glad that we could nail that one down. 
and that Be- Becky Lynch would be on uh, SmackDown tonight and joining the Women's War Games team. Uh, shout out to Corey Brennan, uh, who's a new hire of Fightful. Help me out with that one. So uh, he also had some good scoops on NXT this week. We had some, uh, or last week, we had some NXT plans that went up as well. But we're going to have a full gear scoops thread. We're going to have news on the signing. We did confirm that talent were told as of Thursday, Mercedes Monet was not the signing, that Ronda Rousey wasn't planned to be announced as the signing. And uh, I may or may not have confirmed who I heard it was. Uh, some stuff with SmackDown, though. Karrion Cross appeared on a dark match uh, before the show. It was produced by Nick Aldis, who is finally starting to get into his solo producing duties. He did have help with a, a SmackDown assignment. Cody Rhodes is not just there to do this angle. He's working a dark match tonight against Dominic Mysterio. That's a, a common thing they do on SmackDown because it's not the three hours that Raw is. Uh, they'll, they'll add like two or three dark matches to that. Uh, Kofi Kingston is working one as well. But yeah, Becky Lynch over on the SmackDown side. I don't know if they're even going to attempt to like make an effort with brand split related stuff, if they're going to explain it or anything like that. Uh, I'll save that for, for my feelings on the uh, post-Survivor Series show that I'm going to swing by and join that Kate is actually going to be co-hosting with Denise. Kate. Looking very, very forward to that. I don't get to cross paths with Denise a lot. We kind of anchor our own pillars, and we don't we don't always get to cross paths on Fightful, but very excited to do that for Survivor Series. Yeah, and you're, you're a collider. We have to keep you completely separate. <laughs> right, yeah. And Me and Denise, serious locker room heat, if you guys don't know. That's why I'm on her show every month uh, on her channel. But... She, she did once call you the Ryan Nemeth of Fightful, which makes just so much sense now. Well... Jesus. If anything, I'm a Hollywood hunk. So yes. I will say you had some more game spoilers that went up or some some insights that went up on FightfulSelect.com earlier today, I believe. So keep an eye out for more on that. Sean, if there's anything that you wanted to spill about it, I'll, I'll leave. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, here. I think everybody kind of knows because uh, thanks to Sportskeeda who just outright spoiled it on Twitter. But uh, Randy Orton is planned for a comeback. It's been planned for quite a while. The Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton aspects of war games have been planned for a long time. For people that are asking about CM Punk, uh, quite honestly, I've been asking every week, and I continue to ask, and I'm told, nope, not as of now, not in the plans. I'm obviously going to be bugging people an awful lot next week about that. But, um, yeah, I believe, Eridan, you're going to be at Survivor Series, yeah? I sure am. I'm going to be right there giving you all the coverage you need for that. So super excited. You're going to do the post-show presser? Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Um, I mean, I can tell you that the reason that I got the CM Punk scoop from WWE a few days after Fastlane was because simply nobody asked about CM Punk there. And they were surprised by that. Like Triple H was going to shoot it down then. I'm very interested to see if Triple H speaks to anybody ahead of Survivor Series to kind of calm that down. I know that he spoke to Sports Illustrated about war games, but I don't know if the subject of CM Punk was broached because if I were in his position and Punk really wasn't coming in, I would sort of want to quell those those, uh, possibilities. But we're going to keep on that on FightfulSelect.com. In addition to all the news that we got, uh, we got preview shows. Rob Wilkins does a great job of those. 
Uh, Alex is over on Sour Graps right now. A couple more notes. Uh, we had reported on Fightful Select today whether or not Julia Hart wins uh, the TBS title, which I think she is. I, I, I think it's a pretty well a lock. I'm told that she's supposed to be a focus of the women's division moving forward. Considering it's AEW, we'll see what that means exactly as far as a focus. Um, the revolver angle with Hangman Page and Swerve that got pitched on Monday. It's something that Sammy Callahan wanted to do, and uh, they made it work, and it added to the story. They were in town for that show, uh, a, a very buzzworthy revolver show. And uh, I was told like traffic to collision tonight was a nightmare, which it's L.A. What did they uh, expect? Yeah. <laughs> what did they expect? If you were expecting to make that show, you, you had to leave very, very early. But um, uh, somebody says, any word about the mystery person? I don't know if you if you mean the signing them. them? I mean, I've I I don't want to spoil it right here for people, but I I said on the Q and A who I heard it was, and it it is in line with what Andrew Zarian reported. Uh, I will say that much, which the Q and a on fightfulselect.com, which you can subscribe to for just $5, Sean, that Q and a dollars, dollars, which is, uh, significantly less than what I paid for Bengals season tickets this year. Um, uh, now, I do want to say this. Both my cousins are cops in Chicago. Um, I could get a surveillance van in front of Punk's house. Okay. I think, yeah, kind no, of, uh, you know, your noodle. If I think you the Punk Chopper is like the next yeah. step in our coverage. Of I'll name the Wi Fi hey. CM Punk Surveillance One, and they'll know <laughs> that it's a. It's can, exactly can you get him. either one of them to tase Shaza for our match? Oh, that'd be um, great. I, I could do street fight. So I'm just saying. I mean,. That'll make you news. can really get Joel Pearl to do it. He's the biggest heel in the business. He doesn't care. He'll do anything. He's That's bully also true. That's also true. But bully like Iridian, Iridian, you're really gonna let like Shaza just roll into your city and you know I'm I'm really the person who who, who signs your your <laughs> enormous invoice, just enormous invoice. Literally, I'm so conflicted, right? Because she was so nice to me in that interview. And she said the most, the worst things about you, really. And I'm wow. Like, I'm like, Sean, there's no way. Like, the Sean I know, the my boss, like, there's no way. Like, there's two different people. I don't know who she thinks she's fighting, but I don't think it's you. Like, I, I have no idea. But um, I wish you the best. I wish. <laughs> Not that I wish you <laughs> We wish Sean the best in his future endeavors in the ring, for sure. We definitely If you're do. in the Chicago area, I am wrestling Shaza McKenzie, my first match in six years, Black Label Pro, December 2nd. All the proceeds uh, related to me are going to NAMI. If you'd like to make a donation to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, head over to NAMI.org. We would greatly appreciate you guys doing that. They have a lot of really great resources that have helped myself, helped a lot of people close to me. Uh, I've worked with NAMI, done some volunteer work for them for over a decade now, and they're they're a great cause. So please check that out. That's why I'm doing this. Um, and Sean, yeah, can you tell us where the where where the event's going to be held? Uh, Berwyn Eagles. There we go. Yeah. For anyone so who's I'll, be, I'll say be this here: I do have a plan I, to to do a watch along of it as long as the stream is okay and. 
the okay. chats from that will also be donated to Nami, but I'm oh, definitely, you. definitely going to be uh, and, and not I, burying Sean on my own stream. So very much. And I got Sean. Um, I pulled you up on my uh, sports betting apps. So I've got a lot <laughs> of money behind you. Uh, DraftKings is all in. So. Oh, no. DraftKings can go to hell. We're all bet online. We're bet oh, online. We're bet online. Never we're, mind. We are we're bet, bet online. online. I draft DraftKings, DraftKings just you know, right you know, now. They I, can suck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that's the, the I. I just want you to know. I sent a message to DraftKings and I said, "Suck it." They have no context. <laughs> they have no, no idea that I'm about to work with Bet Online. But he I just want to know they DraftKings. I just put. I just moved over all twenty grand over to Bet Online. There it is. It on, yeah. And yeah, I put yeah. it on you. That's the. Move. That's that's just what he made for last week's SmackDown, guys. That's uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's we what are. Sean, that's my that's my invoice. On, on yes. Friday. <laughs> Sean, we did uh, uh, we did have a chat about Santos's promo tonight, just saying that the Santos promo was crazy great. Oh. Uh, we saw that Rey Mysterio had surgery. Obviously, that came up tonight. Uh, any updates on anything to do with that, with the Santos heel turn in general, Logan Paul's title, or, or Rey Mysterio's injury? Any any expectations around how long he'll be out or anything like that? Uh, like two months is what I was given a timetable on. Like I was told, don't be surprised if you see Ray pop up and, you know, eliminate Santos from the rumble or something like that. It was, it, it was said, don't be surprised. Not that's going to happen. Sure. Uh, that, you know, it's funny because people say, why would they tell you about CM Punk? They're less likely to tell me that Ray Mysterio gets eliminated from the Royal rumble by Santos or vice versa. Then punk ain't going to be there. But I would expect y'all got to get a better definition of who they is because Sean has his claws in deep. All right. He's got got a lot of people on speed dial. All right. It's not just like, I only text. I don't have a speed dial. I just, I just, their names are in my phone. Your your paper Rolodex. He has a Rolodex that he's like, like, I was just about to say, his speed dial still is more like, uh, malicious like if he's like going through his oh he's a villain yeah (laughs) yeah what i do is i secretly put kate on three-way call as well oh i like that i like what i do i love a good high Um, but behind the paywall damn but but also santos escobar (laughs) is great because he puts over fightful all the time um he's very very wonderful for that he said that he appreciates the work that we do and that he and his family both respect fightful which was very kind of him Oh, wow. that is. Well, and Sean's wrestling opinions are entirely based on how much they appreciate five. And I can say this: the man had dinner with someone I am close to, and he is very delightful. He is. I can't even see him as a heel anymore, but he's my heel. I can because he's out here saying that he wants people's legs amputated and wishing love a wow. on them. I'm ready so, for it. So oh. let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to hop off of here, but. Road dog not being able to contain his laughter on commentary <laughs> my favorite part of that because Santos goes, I want your leg amputated. <laughs> you can hear Road Dog not hit the mute button in time. It was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> the best parts great. of Road Dog on commentary were those that were an accident. But John, anything uh on Fightful Select that you want to leave for the weekend? I will be. Behind the paywall with Alex Pulaski doing our alternative AEW full gear where we will have the fullest of gears. Um, but a yeah, lot more happening uh, this weekend programming-wise. Saturday will be a big day. We're going to move the producer notes and the SmackDown backstage news to Sunday because Saturday will be uh, largely full gear scoops, the free agent scoops, uh, Sour Graps post-show, 
the pay-per-view preview, but I am going to have some WWE news, uh, some interesting, an interesting change that's being made to uh, a piece of production. Vince McMahon is back in production. That's what the big news is. I broke no the paywall. Marino, Sorry, please. guys. No me, Marino. <laughs> <laughs> he, left. he said, I don't got time for that. He said, I'm out of here. Well, we thank Sean for stopping by and letting us know what's up on Fightful Select. Some news that you guys got little teases on, but we've got a lot more show to get to. And what's fun about tonight is the fact that I am joined by the lovely Iridian and Cresta. Iridian, how are you tonight? I am doing so fantastic, Kate, and I'm super excited because I have been waiting for months to be on the same screen as you. So Say, I- this is the first time I'm working with you too, Kate. Sorry, I know you usually are Sorry, in the night. I'm Where's just going to leave. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a great <laughs> evening. I have Call I of Duty right over here. So <laughs> I can't talk SmackDown alone. Stay, Alex. We need. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. In a very secret behind closed door meeting that we were having, my name is Alexis. Someone, <laughs> which I won't point fingers to, <clears throat> was like, man, that's a whole ass man. My bad. <laughs> I was like, I thought Alexis was a girl. Someone was, was watching Shit's Creek and was like, Alexis Rose is in the I'm not gonna lie to you. I <laughs> died <laughs> laughing. I love you for that. Trip. Thank you. It's about to be the four horse women. It's like, nah, Alexis is a whole man. If you're on. I would have showed up on here with a wig. You could have called me Alexa, whatever you wanted to. If you wanted this to be a four woman power trip, whatever. Wow, I she live. said it last night on the Impact Post Show. Wow. I did. I did. Wow. I, was I was like, it's about to be a four-woman power trip. And then I realized Alexis is a man. It's okay. I had a lot, many calls from many executives from different uh, companies <laughs> calling me up about what you said. And I said, there's no heat. I was giving my actual right. thoughts, you know, to other uh, journalists around the country. Look. He is, she is, they is, anybody in between? Look, we welcome it all here. Wrestling is for everyone. Fightful is for everyone. Let's get into both of these shows, guys. Get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. If you have anything you want to talk about collision-wise, full year-wise, or SmackDown-wise, we have so much content to get through. Also, be really nice to Luis because he's helping me keep all of this straight on <laughs> the Super Chat side of things. We will try to get you Rampage updates as that is live right now. Uh, We are going to go ahead and get into it, though. Very excited to talk some Collision and some SmackDown. So we are going to talk about these kind of volleying back and forth. We're going to kick it off with SmackDown. We've got some chat. Mitchell asking where AJ Styles is. Man, I don't know. It has been a long time since that dude felt kind of important. I'm hoping as we're starting to reset the programming calendar, this time of year is always kind of weird for for WWE. He starts to feel important again because he has felt lost in the shuffle. I am with you on that. Um, But let's start off with uh, what we get kicking off the show for us, which is this damage control uh, promo. And I really, really liked it. We've got Will saying, I've got a theory that they're going to tease jumping Bailey out until Dakota gets cleaned. I kind of like that idea. He said, my daughter, who doesn't like Bailey, started feeling bad for her. She said, don't be stupid. So let's talk about this because I, I thought this was a whole lot of fun. This reinforced damage control is something that I think is great. Very, very excited about this as Bailey calls the crowd dum-dums. 
she uh, says that their side is playing chess while the other idiots are playing Candyland, which I love. Like, instead of saying checkers, she's saying Candyland here. Uh, and we get a nice kind of swerve here as we got Asuka speaking in, in Japanese with Kyrie saying and Io. You start to see Bailey kind of turn in on herself, like feeling a little insecure that she doesn't know what's being said. And uh, Bailey talking about the new and improved damage control being in the ring is something that's alluded to by Dakota Kai, who chimes in and says, this isn't the new and improved damage control because there was someone in the ring that wasn't in the new damage control. And she kind of swerves us, leads you to believe it's Bailey, but she says, we haven't actually fully welcomed Asuka into damage control yet. So Bailey uh, pulls out a t-shirt to give to her and welcomes her officially into the group doing a really good job with this emotional buy-in aspect of Bailey clearly not trusting fully what's going on here. Um, she mentions how all these women will be in war games and then Shotzi's music hits. And while you're expecting the tank to roll out with her, she's kind of jumps into the picture from the corner here, a little bit of a swerve. And we get Charlotte and Bianca running down to the ring, giving Shotzi the backup she needs, but the heels getting the best of the baby faces throwing Charlotte around and throwing Shotzi and Bianca Belair to the outside. Damage control standing tall, feeling good after this segment. And we get a quick backstage where essentially they realize that they need a viable fourth for war games. And then Nick Alda says, you got to get this, us that fourth person by the end of the night. So kind of a really, really nice way to kick off SmackDown. This is the through line for out for throughout the night. Alex, what did you think of this opening segment? Because I'll tell you what, Bailey had me biting at some of this. Like her acting in this, I thought was very strong. Yeah, you can tell that she's um, already starting to watch her back a little bit and starting to feel a little bit of that, you know, knife being twisted, sort of say. Um, whether it's already been, you know, put in her back or not, um, I just feel like she's already kind of like, what's going on here? Um, I like that thought process of maybe having, you know, Dakota kind of like be, you know, a person to help push her out. Um, it's been a long run for her as a heel. Like she's been on a very long run as a heel. I feel like maybe with damage control, they're doing a little bit of the uh, whole like um, take as the bloodline. But I feel like there's a twist to it and it feels better. I'm wondering if Dakota goes with Bailey and we get a really awesome tag Ooh. out of this. And then you have what Orion Ben is calling the faces versus Black Lotus 2.0 were classic. So Black Lotus being uh, a previous Joshi stable, I believe I'm not up on my Joshi and my Sardom, my apologies, but there is history there between Kairi Sane, Asuka, and of course, Io Sky, your current champion. Uh, I kind of like Dakota and Bailey breaking away together because I think that tag team division needs the juice that it has that it, it could really like benefit from you need that champion feeling tag team in there starting to shape up nicely but post wrestlemania i kind of would like to see them go together we've got some more chats that are coming in from you guys thank you so so much for all the support but what we're gonna do is flip on over into collision we got orion ben saying well it's a friday night lucha they were flying we got some great lucha action on both shows banging uh, and Orion Ben also saying, Miriam, Alec, you're leaving. Wasn't this your dream to be hosting a wrestling? Let me tell you something. I am surrounded lady. by three of the most talented, smart uh, journalists in, in the wrestling uh, journalist industry. Okay. Yes. Not only that, but they are gorgeous. And I'm yeah. just here 
uh, as a kind of like a janitor, You're just trying to keep the floor clean for them and and making sure everything's good. You know, that's all I'm doing here. You're officially I, part of the baddie section. That's what yeah, I was gonna. Do. I was gonna call you our heavy, and you were like, "I'm your janitor." So well, you can you call go. me your heavy. I'm six foot five, two hundred and thirty <laughs> beautiful pounds of Puerto Rican man meat. Let's go. That's what's up. We're gonna talk about <laughs> some more Hispanic fellows later in the show. But here on Collision, we have Christian Cage coming out with a promo. From my understanding, I was watching SmackDown mostly, but from my understanding, we didn't have like the Collision intro where everybody kind of has their like beginning vignette. So. We got Christian Cage right here with Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne doing what he does best, saying that this would be Sting's last match, not only in Los Angeles, but the last one of his career. Him saying that if Ric Flair got involved, it would be a literal come to Jesus moment, I heard. Ah. And also some heat at your Los Angeles Clippers, shouting out the star James Harden, saying that he doesn't work within a system. He is the system. Great references here. I'm going to throw it to you first, Iridian, but... Tell us what was going on in this Christian Cage promo and what you thought of it. Man, Christian Cage is such a goofball. He was coming out <laughs> and the fact that he's with Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne, who now he is now like technically fathering almost. He was like, all right, tomorrow it's not even going to be a competition, right? And it's going to be Sting's last match. He's like, I can guarantee you that, which I'm like, that's pretty big words, sir. Like that means a lot. Right. So I feel like just for me today, the patriarchy was a little bit too much. Cresta, what were you feeling about this starting segment for collision? I'm actually kind of disappointed that Christian cage didn't say, how is everyone's father? Number one. Yeah. And number two, telling Ric Flair that he would go make him see his father. Cause I feel like that is something Christian Cage is a missed opportunity. The patriarchy is so annoying. And Christian Cage said, after I retire, Sting Darby, <laughs> if you need some guidance, you know who you're called. <laughs> he is literally the worst, the worst. It was good. Um, when he started saying, oh, I could be all for you guys in one night, the crowd chanting prove it. I was like, I would like to see it, fight them all. But of course, you're a coward, but far be it for me to say that. What kind of man holds another man's title? Well, look, taking on four people at once can be quite a challenge. And quite frankly, you might need a little bit of assistance, okay? If you are overwhelmed by the numbers game, you might need a little bit of help. If you aren't strong enough for the game that you're about to compete in, all right, if you need some backup when you got four people coming at you, my God, Blue Chew might just be exactly what you need. Hello. <coughs> Penis. A difficulty getting it erect? Boy, do I have a product for you. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful will help fix that. BlueChew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But they work a lot faster because it's a chewable. It's also much more affordable. Use that promo code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. One of the best parts, it's discreet. No awkward in-person doctor's visits. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. It's shipped straight to your door when approved by an online physician. You want to check this out. It will help you. It is a good product. It will make your sex life better. BlueChew.com, the code Fightful. These ads are too much. 
I hate when he stares at me. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel alone. I feel like I need a blanket. It's the eye contact, it really is. That eye contact will get the you. The eye contact is what gets me because I'm looking back at him. God is looking at all of us. They, it's well, true. I mean, <laughs> it's true. You know what? There's like two raids, and one is targeted toward NXT because that's our most perennial spot where we run it. And then we have that one. And they're both uncomfortable in their own ways, but I was just proud that my segue popped to you guys. That's how we get down on Friday nights. I'm very happy that I had my girls here to see it, but we're going to dive back in here. We've got so much more to talk about as we continue on. Our first match of the night here in SmackDown World was a WWE Tag Team Championship Contenders match between the Street Profits, Pretty Deadly, and the Brawling Brutes. And buddy, I thought this was a whole heck of a lot of fun. We had... Some good, good stuff here. Pretty Deadly had some of the coolest blind tag spots that I think I've seen in tag team wrestling like ever in this. This was such a blast to see their tag work come together. You also had three insanely different teams with them, the Street Profits and the Brawling Brutes in this whole mix, just in general. Bobby Lashley, who has still not sent me a suit after weeks of asking for this man to send me a suit, just one. I know he's got closets full of them. He has racks full of them for other people. He hasn't sent me one, not in like a suit suit, but in a very, very stylish, like longer coat today. I will also take the longer coat if he wants to send me that. I'm not being picky. He looked great. He's back there with BFAB watching this as it all goes on. Crucially watching this normally and not like how wrestlers are supposed to watch TV like this. But he's observing this whole thing. We had a whole bunch of fun stuff in this match. One of my favorite thing was... We had Butch as the hot tag, and God bless him. Give me techers as hot tags, and I am a happy, happy camper. We had him hitting the moonsault and a tornado DDT on the outside, but he can do more than break people's fingers, people, all right? He is a world-class wrestler. Very happy to see Pete done here. I loved when Wilson had the upper hand and went to the bottom, but you had Ridge Holland cut him off and land a superplex, uh, and even through... Elton Prince making the the blind tag. I thought that was a really, really creative spot. But ultimately, we have the, the Street Profits, the Hurt Business, whatever you want to call them here, winning as they hit the revelation on Ridge Holland and getting the pin for the W here. Bobby Lashley walks out and is celebrating with them. And after the match, very happy to see this too. No offense to Ridge Holland, but we get some dissension between Ridge Holland and Butch. And whilst I do like them as a tag team, if Sheamus isn't around, it just feels like there are guys that are eating pins. And I think the world of Pete Dunne is a wrestler, so I don't want him just being a pin-eater tag team guy. I want him being the techer we know he is, being that technical, finger-breaking, limb. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step -step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com. 
com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything and you won't believe how simple it is. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Gripping creep of a wrestler that he can be. I love the brutality that he brings. Again, no offense to Ridge Holland, but I would like to see Pete Dunne, Butch, whatever you want to call him, as a singles wrestler if they're not going to be kind of this triumvirate that's led by Sheamus just because I think the ceiling is higher that way. But all in all, I thought this was a very, very fun match. Alex, what did you think of it? And what did you think of the outcome here? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm a big Pretty Deadly fan. Um, I thought it was... You hyped it up really well. But to me, unfortunately for me, it was just like, all right, cool. It, it was, it felt like a filler match for me. Just, okay, we got to see these teams kind of like, we've seen different, um, uh, what do you call it, versions of this type of match with, with all three uh, teams before. So um, I do like the very end, though. I like that, you know, you're kind of seeing that dissension, you know, with Sheamus not kind of being around right now. Um, these guys have been holding it down. So for me, it's just like, I'd like to see, Pete Dunn finally just break off and go on on his own for a while. I, I hate the other name. I, I refuse to say it. Um, I'm tired of the Donnie Brook matches. I'm tired of the yeah. all these like gimmicky things. I want to see him kind of go back to like that lone wolf kind of like character and just beat everyone up, you know? Um, Either that or if things aren't working out with Ridge Holland, I would not be mad if Tyler Bate came up to the main roster. He is shoot, just boiling yeah. away in NXT. They've done some really great tag work in NXT UK and NXT proper. Would not hate seeing Tyler Bate finally getting called up because he's not really doing a whole lot in NXT. So if you got to replace one, I'm just saying Tyler Bate, the big strong boy sure. is right there. But we're going to throw it over to Collision Land. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats if there's anything you want to talk about on either of these shows, including this Ricky Starks and Big Bill announcing a ladder war for full gear my goodness what the heck are we to expect from this ladder war we'll we'll throw it to iridium first and then let cresta give us our thoughts on the ladder war oh man big bill on a ladder sounds terrifying right i feel like the last significant thing that happened on a ladder that i remember was penta when he was on top of a ladder and it just like concaved into itself. So I can only imagine what tomorrow's going to look like with Big Bill, who tonight also said something about them being like the B-T-T-I-N, what I don't know what it was. Uh, the abbreviation had Ricky Starks almost laughing and I popped for that because you could see out of the corner that Ricky was like, don't laugh, don't laugh. It was so, it was so, so good. Cresta, did you laugh? Honestly, once Big Bill said, I'm the BDQ, I stopped, I stopped right. I was like, no, you're a clown for that. I immediately tuned out. I see what you're doing here, and the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. You're, I don't like you. Uh, <laughs> when they had made it a ladder match, I was like, literally, I think Ricky Stark said this uh, later on in the, in the show. 
He literally just has to get on Big Bill's shoulders and reach for the. I don't need no stinking ladder. This this is a big brain play. This is a big brain play if you really think about it. <laughs> so I feel like FTR might get the belts back tomorrow just because if the Young Bucks uh, end up winning their match and they maintain that title shot, you can set up that rematch. But this being a ladder war match does add some interesting elements. Do you guys have predictions on this, Cresta? What do you what do you expect from this ladder war tomorrow as far as a booking outcome? Like who do I think is gonna win? Yeah. Oh, I think Ricky Starks and Big Bill about to cheat everyone out their boots. Right. They're gonna cheat everybody out their boots. I think it's high time we got real heel FTR, and this could be the breaking point. What do you mean we lost to Big Bill and Ricky Starks? Okay, what do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I like FTR. I really like FTR. But FTR been losing a lot. And I know after a while that makes them crazy. So it's true. It is true. Aridian, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm on the same boat with, with Creston that I feel like this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, we need heel FTR. And I feel like it might be too soon to take those titles off of Ricky and Bill, especially because the fans like them, right? I think that they are doing good as a team right now. So I think that they should keep those championship titles, especially with uh, with Ricky. I feel like they really need to push him to do something. And now that he's with Big Bill... I feel like the audience is also like, oh, you know what? Big Bill's kind of cool too. Like, let's, you know, let's get behind him and let's cheer for him. So he is slowly becoming a fan favorite too. So I think that this pairing is is good and they definitely need those those tag titles for that. All right. I'll Cardoso's also say, oh, I'm go sorry. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <clears throat> I'll also say LFI being in this match means that the typical shenanigans that I think we are going to get, we're not really going to get that. I think there's going to be a lot of bloody chess hamburger meat there's going to be a lot of that. But in the end, like I said, and uh, who's the other? I love it. What's the that, other That's got to be a t-shirt. A bloody hamburger chest, meat. Hamburger meat. <laughs> Can you please make that? Yeah. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Hamburger that's right. meat. <laughs> that's right. I love it. Don't steal my idea. I want 10%. Because Ricky Stars, I heard you call him FTR bald. Okay? I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. All y'all do You're is- You're bald? FTR bald. FTR hair. And when CM Punk was there, FTR uh, tattooed. That's right. That's right. I'll take it. Cardoza, set me straight on this. Do you are you buying into Big Bill and Ricky being the the future here, or do you think I, we're gonna run back uh, the Bucks and FTR? I I feel like Big Bill for me is finally believable. Um, okay. In in WWE, he kind of he he was struggling a little bit when he was doing the whole you know cup of haters type of deal, and they've given him obviously he's gone through a lot. But here in AEW, they've given him a platform where he's able to talk, express himself. This pairing with Ricky Starks has paid off. They look really legit to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a believer. Why do we need to run FTR back? Let FTR just, you know, kind of, they don't need it. Neither do the Young Bucks. What, what the hell do they need it for? The Young Bucks just came off of having, what, the 14-man title from our uh, Ring of Honor? So why don't you just... <laughs> Why don't you just like let it be? Don't and, remind and, me, right? And let's continue. Uh, this Ricky Star Ricky Starks is on a hot streak, man. Let's not let's not end this. Let's just keep oh. it going. All right. Well, I'll just go. I'll just go f myself with my prediction. Wow, guys. Kate, wow. I did no, not Kate, mean that at say? all. Yeah. No no, 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 no. I was just that also opens an interesting possibility to then do the Golden Jets go over. Uh, the Young Bucks in that case is another interesting thing. But you know what? We've got a lot of show to get to. So we are not going to go that far down the predictions rabbit hole because we got Collision and SmackDown to talk about. 
We're going to keep it in collision world for a minute here. We're going to talk about Miro and Daniel Garcia because Miro does not want you to dance with his woman. Okay. If we learned anything, that is what we have learned here. Okay. Uh, This I have to go back and watch because I saw what the finish was and I think it's probably really cool and I want to go see it. So you have Daniel Garcia transitioning into a dragon slayer. Leaning back on the hold, which allows Miro to grab Daniel Garcia's head and slam it into the mat to lock in the game over. And he wins by referee stoppage. Now, this seems like a whole bunch of fun. Big clash of styles here. There's some dissension, it sounds like, more with this Garcia and Matt Menard story. I'm kind of like, can we get that on the road so that we can light a fire under Daniel Garcia? I want to see him go really far in the C2G1, whatever we're calling this continental tournament. Uh, so, but this match sounded like it was awesome. Creston, did you have any love for this match? This match is the living embodiment of damn Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> he listened, Daniel Garcia tried his best. He was giving him the professional wrestler. He was giving him the flurry offense in the corner. I will say putting Miro in two smooth transition submissions, real smart. But that deep, uh, I wrote it that the deep uh, sharpshooter and Miro slamming your head. I was like, oh, that's gnarly. That's crazy. I, I ain't never seen nothing. That is crazy. I do want them to move past this. J- Chris Jericho has moved past JAS. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? It, the match itself was good. But honestly, Daniel Garcia is never going to dance again. <laughs> Miro choked him out. He's dead now. <laughs> First of all. Voice of an angel, Cresta. Feed Second me. of all, feed me, Iridium, me. What did you think of this uh, technical wrestler, sports entertainer versus a uh, sirloin beef sons of bitch, as we like to say here? And Miro, what did you think of uh, what we got out of this match? I'm looking forward back to watching, to going back and watching it. Excuse me. Man, Miro is just so aggressive and it's like in the most disrespectful way. Like there was no need for him to grab Danny's head like that and constantly bash it on the mat. It was terrifying, but wonderful to look at. And it, man, I just, this match was so good. It was probably one of the the top matches of the night. Daniel Garcia is a star. Like he was just having bangers weeks ago right and he also faced mjf for that championship so you can't tell me that he's not a top contender at aew so i don't know what we're doing with daddy magic absolutely love daddy magic but like yeah cresta said we need to move on you know jericho appreciation society is dead and hopefully it will never come back right jericho we- left the relationship and it was named after him all right like you should yeah you should move on Exactly. We should be done with this. But Daddy Magic coming out and not letting Daniel Garcia dance. First of all, crime, felony, take that man to jail. Daniel Garcia should just be able to dance whenever he wants. And once he starts picking up matches, maybe uh, he'll be able to, to dance a little bit more. But I am a little sad that Daniel Garcia didn't pick up the win this time. But again, I get it. Miro, you know, I love love. So him and CJ will eventually end up together, but not this week. I agree. And I think maybe this tournament is the next big step for Daniel Garcia. I know Alex Pulaski had booked a couple of weeks ago in a fantasy booking idea of, it seems like Wheeler Yuta's really under Claudio's wing. If you had Daniel Garcia go under uh, Brian Danielson's wing and when Danielson retires, he takes over the American Dragon moniker. Like that would be a sincerely beautiful, like heartfelt way. And also Utes and Garcia have such a history together. They were fighting over that ROH Pure title so, so much. So 
I am championing that booking because I think it rules and I feel privileged to be Alex Palowski's co-host in situations like that because his brain just picks up a lot of really fun little things. But we're going to flip back over into SmackDown world for me and Cardoza. Um, we get a hell of a match. Now, this is really cool because I know Alex likes to speak a lot to Hispanic representation on SmackDown. And we had a lot of Hispanic representation on SmackDown tonight. And it was all world-class pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Dragon Lee and Axiom absolutely tearing down the house tonight. Adored so much about this match. This is a hard one to pick out spots on because the whole match was a bunch of really great spots, to be honest. But this got nine and a half very, very fast-moving minutes. You've got Dragon Lee dropping Axiom on his head, but only getting a near fall and Lee responding with a running knee and the Operation Dragon for the win. Some spots that I did manage to take notes on in between me just furiously watching how fast this match was moving was Axiom hitting that fallaway suplex and a running knee, but Dragon Lee countering with a brain buster. You had Lee lifting Axiom up for a power bomb, but Axiom turning it into a destroyer for a near fall, which was absolutely insane. Then around the eight-minute mark, you have Lee kicking Axiom in the head and going to the top, but Axiom cutting Lee off with a kick. You get uh, two on the top rope and Axiom hitting a Spanish fly for another just crazy near fall. This was so much fun. I really liked both matches with Cedric Alexander. I thought this was even a next level, and people are starting to ask who Axiom is. Only thing I didn't like was there was a, a brief vignette where Axiom was like, I keep myself anonymous because I'm a symbol for people. And I was like, except for all those years that you wrestled as a kid. And we all know that because you were a kid in NXT, but they're trying to get me to buy into the world. I get it and appreciate it. I can't say enough good things about this match. This was my in-ring wise match of the night for me on SmackDown for sure. This is followed by that really great Santos Escobar segment that we get but Alex let's talk about this match right here Dragon Lee looking good and some hints about maybe he's a guy that Rey Mysterio can put on the side now that Santos is being such a brat what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah great match by the both of them um fast action really uh brought me back to the days of the cruiserweights uh for a minute there I was taken back and thinking to myself man this should really try to bring back this title Oh no, my camera went black, but you can still hear me. I was going to say you doing the uh, House of Black running. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to let you finish <laughs> yeah, your thought. Let's see what. Let's see what that's. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to fix it after I finish my thought here. Um, oh my god, but yeah, Malachi Black just hopped on the yeah, screen. Yeah, he's so sitting right here next to me, buddy. Get off yeah. my lap. Um, so yeah, so an, another thing, they're letting them work. We said this last week. They're finally letting the um the luchadors work. And that is really, really fun and good to see um, because it's something that I've been missing. It's something that I've been wanting, and they are so damn good. Also, I, I thought that my my gummy kicked in when Axiom came out. Uh, <laughs> he does I, have a weird motion graphic. I sort of kind entry. of freaked out and ran out the door Uh and my neighbors brought me back home, but yeah, so it was, yeah, no, it was not, uh, no, no substances kicking in. That is a very weird motion effect that they have on his entrance where it's like, whoa, it was yeah, really yeah. popular, but like it was, it was, so I don't know it was dope though. Very dope. I'm going to fix my <laughs> camera while you ladies speak here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll go ahead and throw it back into collision world, but that was match of the night for us for sure. Um, Apex Calibre saying that, uh, Oh, that, that's for the next segment. My apologies. We 
we'll move on because we've got a lot to talk about in that Santos segment. But over in Collision World, while Alex tries to uh, free himself from House of Black over there, we've got Andrade entering the C2, the Continental Classic, the the G1, C2, R2, D2, whatever we're calling this thing. <laughs> Andrade entering, I think he's a great pull. I don't see him maybe necessarily going super, super far in this. It would be cool to have him and Miro link up at some point in this on, on different sides of the bracket or in the same bracket. One of them has to beat each other. Could be really fun. But, uh, Cresta, what are your thoughts on Andrade entering this tournament that we have? I truly love this relationship between Andrade and CJ Perry because Andrade is like, I don't, t my business is my business. Wow, Alex, you are getting it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you are getting it tonight. We'll yank him off screen until he's fixed. <laughs> no, so like the fact that he was just like, okay, CJ Perry negotiating extra money, say what you want, but that's a business woman, okay? She's a business woman, okay? Her getting him extra money, he was like, what do you mean? And she hit him with the, shut up, you about to win. He's like, all right, <laughs> I'm definitely in this. I'm in this. I would love to see eventually, because Miro, yeah, you could beat up Daniel Garcia like that. You'd be a Ryan Nemeth like that. I tell you, you're not going to beat up like that. <laughs> on John L. Idolo. Now that's going to be a big meaty men slapping meat to your chest. Hamburger meat, chef boy. Don't steal my idea, please please. But that's what that's about to be. And I cannot wait for that to happen because it's like, that's cool, Miro, but she is representing someone. Yeah. Daniel Garcia is a little rude for doing this, but like she danced behind him. So it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Right. She I don't know how it. that's going to happen. <laughs> she didn't it. I'm looking forward to that too. Cause Andrade, there is a really fun pairing there as we uh, welcome Alex back with his proper camera. Now it's all weird. I had pressed it below me before. I liked it better that way. This Brady Bunch box situation was all screwed up. Uh, I My favorite version of Andrade was the Andrade who like just didn't understand friendship. I thought that was the best stuff ever. <laughs> and so he was all business. And I like that CJ Perry, whilst being hot and flexible, is also all business while she is there. Iridian, your thoughts on Andrade being in the C2R2D2G1 <laughs> Heritage Cup Classic? <laughs> I think this is good for him, right? You know, we saw him come back in on collision and we're like, okay, maybe we'll get a chance to see him more prominently. So this is hopefully that chance. And now that he's with CJ, who he was backstage saying that she was the hottest. And I'm like, okay, the, the hottest what? Yeah, I was hearing that too. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't listen. Don't, don't, mm -hmm. don't. <laughs> You're walking a thin line right there, Andrade. You really are. Um, I also was a fan of the miscommunication because he's like, she's like, okay, you're in this, this tournament. And he's like, what do you mean? We did not talk about this. What's happening? And she's like, and he's like, oh, okay, totally. Yeah, then sure. Why not? So it's, it should be interesting. I want to see the full brackets. I need to know who else is competing in this because yeah, I can get excited about Andrade, but like who else is there? I need to know so I can start fantasy booking this. That's what I need. I agree. We were talking about it in the chat. If anybody knows me at all. They know I'm the biggest Zack Sabre Jr. stand in the world. They mentioned him on commentary. My brain goes to who outside of AEW is welcome into this tournament. Perhaps someone that has round-robin tournament experiences. Perhaps, like the unconfirmed by Fightful, but possibly signing Will Ospreay is going to be in this. That's a fun way to get to Danielson and, who? and Ospreay. So, Oops. some possibilities that are very fun coming Never up with this of tournament, but I'm with you, Iridian. I am itching to find out who else is in this thing. But, 
Orion Ben saying that the spooky witches got Alex's feet. <laughs> they that did. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire just took it my over. God. I think they're controlling Nikki Cross's mind too on Raw. I think that's what's going on. But we're going to move along back into SmackDown World about this Santos Escobar uh, promo. Where... I heard it was so good on Twitter. I, I want to I wanna go back and watch it, but I heard it was so good. So Santos Escobar, a lot of people haven't seen him work heal properly if they haven't been following NXT. Kylie saying, hello, you lovely people. Wrestling is rad. It is hello. extra rad on nights like tonight where we get two really good episodes of, of wrestling television, it seems yeah. like. So um, this Santos Escobar promo was great, except for one little thing, which we are going to have to talk about and point out. But there was some really, really fun stuff uh, to what I was saying before. If you know him as the baby face of the LWO and are not familiar with his heel work like we got to see in NXT, to me, this guy isn't even more money heel than he was a baby face. And I thought he's a hell of a baby face. He's just that damn good as a heel. So let's talk about this. He gets some lines in on here. He says that Rey Mysterio should have his leg amputated and that he hopes it gets an infection. Um, I love very violent, very, very violent. Uh, him saying that Dominic Mysterio was right about his observations about him. He did a really, really good job showing absolutely no remorse for a crying Zelina Vega who slaps him across the face real damn hard. And he also calls his NXT kind of latchkeys, the other guys that are in this, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro, dead weight. And so he has completely removed himself from the LWO here. Um, I really, really liked this, except for the justification being that it was because Rey Mysterio welcomed uh, Carlito back in. That was really like the breaking point for him. Carlito just doesn't come across as a reasonable threat to me at this stage of his career and his current age. They kind of hinted at the fact that, uh, you know, Santos Escobar was in line to be the U.S. champion, but Rey Mysterio was the one who got and ultimately capitalized on that shot. That was a while ago, but that seems like the more justifiable creative to get here. I just wish they had laid out the months of disrespect that he was kind of getting here. But very minor complaint in what is ultimately, I think, a very healthy turn, not only for Santos Escobar, but for this whole story that's been kind of slow burning this angle in the back. Comes at an interesting time of year with Survivor Series being around the corner. I thought they were going to put this off closer to Royal Rumble season. But now with the U.S. title out of the picture and on Logan Paul... I think they have a little bit more freedom to do what they want here, Alex. Yeah, totally. I let me tell you something. The fact that he came out, I, I can, I can, I'm okay with him explaining why he's really, uh, really pissed off and and what happened. It, it, the whole Carlito thing doesn't really make sense to me, just because Carlito just got there, and besides him just pointing the finger at him and saying, "Oh, you know, the brass knucks and blah blah blah," like you're right. There's, but I'm gonna excuse all that. Because not only was I able to listen to my man really go out there, express his feelings, they gave him effing time to talk and express what he was feeling. On top of that, we got a Latino version of it all without it being dubbed like they normally do with Mysterio, where he says, A mí no me gusta nada que tú haces. I don't like nothing you say. I hate that. Just let him go. And they did today. I love that for them. I love that. They, it, and by all means, anybody watching this, anybody who clips this, I don't give a crap. If you're wadding of someone who's speaking another language the way you did just what? because you think it's fun, what? 
What? Bro, how more WWE cringy can you get? Call me a <laughs> call me a homer for everyone Talk else. Your shit, Alex. I'm gonna say it. All right, the man is speaking, and the man is uh, telling a beautiful cinematic story in the ring for you, and that's what you're giving back to him. Anyway, now that I'm done with that, I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, I like the the tone in his voice, the violence that he wants to give someone. He wants to amputate them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Kate, I've been talking about this for months here with we you. We have what been I, talking about this for a long what time. What I wanted out of him. And they injected it in my veins, and I'm happy. <laughs> it is really refreshing to see. And in general, we're seeing this refreshed approach to that, right? We've had our Japanese uh, champions at least getting to speak for themselves. I love it when they are in and out of both languages. I think it's incredible when a performer can speak two languages and deliver a message in two ways, as well as tell the story with their facial expressions and their emotion. Like, I think Correct. it's awesome. It I came really out genuine. Really it it was genuine. Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, make sure you say it this way too, because we don't want to alienate anybody. No, it came out genuine. He was upset, you know? So... It's true. Sorry if I'm a little distracted. My dog is right next to me. Well, you know what? Maybe kick the dog out of the room. We're doing a show. Just kidding. I would never. I love dogs. Oh, God. The dog is doing a running. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Little Daphne. She literally does not make any sounds. Okay. You can go out, cutie pie. Bye. Good to see you. Enjoy hanging out with my parents. Let you know that she likes wrestling as well. She's like, I'm here. I think she's sick of me talking about wrestling. Wrestling is for dogs. Hello. Some attention for me, please. So I, I'm with you. I love this. We got a couple of chats about this. Will saying that that Santos promo was crazy great. MX Calibre saying Dom Santos and Logan in a team is instant heat. I don't think you're going to get that because unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see a ton of Logan Paul around with this title. I think it's Dear probably God, yes. more of I'm with you on that. Yes. Yes. It's BS that he wanted. I know he's a draw. But and do me a favor, Kate. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say loud and proud. Stop billing him from Puerto Rico. The only reason he's doing that is because he doesn't want to pay taxes. Ooh, and as long as he time. continues to say that he's a Puerto Rican resident, he can get away with the crap that he's doing <laughs> in the island. If you don't like it, go educate yourselves. Oh, Alex, I love you. I want to do a show with you every week. <laughs> Man, she hey. didn't even know you were a dude. And now she's like, yeah, let's do a show together I am every a big week. dude. <laughs> I... You guys know my thoughts on Logan Paul. In her um, words, I'm a whole ass dude. She's a whole ass. He's a whole ass dude. I'm sorry, like, Kate. I didn't mean to like get. Person. He's just a whole ass man. Yeah, yeah I didn't mean to get upset like that. It's just it's it's. You never have to uh, there's little things that irk me, and I just believe like our 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 audience here is extremely smart. The people who watch and listen to FIFO shows are extremely smart and understand the the business and the people that that they oh. watch on television. Even smarter than some of the hosts, some might say. That but is true. I agree with you. I You never have to apologize for your frustrations about that, especially when you are Puerto Rican. But on top of that, I'm also frustrated by the fact that was once a workhorse title is now not going to be around in addition to Roman Reigns never being around with that title, right? But I do think this is going to be transitional, probably to LA Knight when he's done running through the bloodline. But uh, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't think they're going to go into a tag program. If anything, I think you might get a, a quick Dominic and uh, Escobar tag situation. But I think it'll probably be a singles star Santos Escobar, which is what I am looking forward to very, very much. 
Santos versus Carlito for Survivor Series is what people are saying. I'm not mad about it. And I'm also not mad about the Kings of the Black Throne being back in action here against the boys. Didn't see a ton of this, but what I did see was about, I think, 70% of the match because it was one move. And pretty sure this was a squash against the boys that we had here. But uh, we'll throw it to Iridium first. What were your thoughts on this match or more importantly what are you feeling with house of black and kings of the black throne right now because kind of knew what this match was going to be but they're kind of running roughshod all over collision here they really are and i knew what this match was as soon as they uh house of black got aid an intro and then oh, and already in the ring the boys and i'm like oh not the boys this is not gonna be good and i, I panic anytime it's just the boys without dalton castle right um this match maybe lasted for like two minutes and then it was done. The Kings of the Black Road picked up the win. And I do like them causing chaos. I love the House of Black causing chaos. It's uh, giving me flashbacks to when Blackpool Combat Club was just causing chaos on, on Dynamite and, and Rampage. So I hope that this will lead to them eventually facing each other, right? We're getting little bits and, and pieces of it, you know, teases uh, every now and then, but I want that. That's my end game. I want those two factions to, to really meet. So very Castle was there tonight because I love me some Dalton Castle. But boys! Yeah. Boys, exactly. <laughs> he was missed tonight. Maybe he would have been the, the difference in, in this match, but the boys did not have a good night. Rough night for the boys. They tend to have those when Dalton is not in tow, as you pointed out. But you got them winning with the Dante's Inferno tonight for a quick squash. We'll stay around because it was such a short match um, in Collision World. We get a, a Statlander Heart and Sky video package here. And we also have Trent defeating Penta Commander and Brian Cage in what was a TV title number one contenders match. Uh, him getting the W here. You had Commander going for a rope walk, shooting star press on Beretta, but Beretta moving out of the way as the smarty pants do, like my dear Samoa Joe, and hitting the strong zero for the win. Beretta looked great against uh, Shingo Takagi at the New Japan Strong pay-per-view this past week, too. He's really, really great in the ring. I think people are starting to realize how good he is on his own, like as a, as a singles competitor. Um, no offense to Chuck Taylor or anybody else in the best friends, but he is just a, a force to be reckoned with, and I'm I'm glad he got the W here. I think this is a, a fun direction to go, but any thoughts on the video package that I didn't get to see, Cresta, and uh, what we got out of this uh, four-pack for the, the number one contendership for that TNT title? The video package, I'm not going to hold you, is everything that I thought it would be. Hey, you didn't take my gift. I don't care. I just have to show you what I wrote for the Dalton Castle and the boys. Just the sad face, not this. Oh, no. <laughs> sad emoji note. Because <laughs> I knew what it was, like you said. As far as the match that followed, though, for the four-pack, I had Trent taking the pin here. I did. I'm not going to lie to you. But him picking it up makes perfect sense. So Christian Cage could beat you up later. And I hate that. I hate that. Trent is one of those people along with um, Dark Order that I wish, I wish, I wish you would just push for real. He's been here since AEW was in the dirt. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Put some respect on his name. The only one that made it out was Orange Cassidy and now Chris Statlander. Um, <clears throat> this was really a 2v1v1 because Commander and Pedro was like, yo, jump Brian Cage. Jump this man. No, jump him again. You think he's down? Jump him. I mean, it makes sense. Brian Cage is meat. That's a meat mountain. Meat. That's a meaty man. So I would jump him too. But y'all forgetting about Trent and that's why he was. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Everybody was obsessed with the Swolverine, as his shirt said tonight. I think I saw forgetting about how lethal Tremperetta is. Iridian, any thoughts on, on that video package? And uh, Cresta and Iridian both, I'll, I'll ask you, do you think we're going to get a title change in that women's triple threat? I hope so. I am all about Miss Julia Hart. She is going to start her own faction, uh, House of Hearts, and I am also going to join. You know, I was oh, in the cool. Yeah, I was in the dark Did she order. miss you? Or, uh, no, not yet, okay. not yet. But um, I'm everybody is like, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing okay. to accept the mist on my on my chest or my face, wherever you end up. Yeah, just like I, wherever she gives, I will take. So <laughs> here for Julia, right? All about it. Um, add me to that faction. I really hope that she really picks up that win. I think she has just been so phenomenal lately, and the fans really love Julia. I really love Julia. So give me what I want. And let's do this, right? I think that's what I'm I'm about. And with Trent, I actually went into this match thinking, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Trent picks up the win? And then he picks up the win. So I'm like, okay, sir, we're getting the train moving. Let's go. Uh, Trent is also very, I feel like, underrated. Same thing with best friends, you know. Chucky, love Chucky. But Trent is, is just something different, right? So I hope that maybe he's in this tournament, this R2D2, D1, <laughs> 395, 467, whatever Root, it is. Route 78 West tournament. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And so your point, like, I feel like the best friends are underrated and haven't been utilized super well of recent. I almost look at them in a different way, but in a similar way, but in a different way. Kind of like Matt and Nick Jackson, right? Like, I feel like Nick Jackson is like the in-ring guy. And I feel like in this case, Trent is the in-ring guy. And that's not to say Chuck Taylor and Matt Jackson can't go, but they're more great on like the selling side and the facial expressions. And that complements a really, really nice tag team. So I'm with you. I'm glad to see Trent pick up the W here. But 
Uh, Chris, I want your thoughts on this women's triple threat. What do you think we're going to see at the pay-per-view? I want Chris Statlander to win. However, I really want Julia Hart to win. I'm ready for Spooky Luduka. I am. I'm so ready for the spookiness. Like, I think Sky Blue winning this, she would benefit the most. Sky Blue would benefit the absolute most from this. Are they going to give it to her? I don't want to lie. Stranger things have happened, but I don't know. But I think Julia Hart here makes the most sense. Nothing against Chris Satlander. She don't need it, kind of. I think Julia Hart has been really good. She has, remember when she first came out? She's like, I'm so blonde, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Now she's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. there's nothing wrong with cool blonde. There's nothing wrong with being cool Come and blonde, but she got spit in the face. And she's like, you know what? I'm not like most blondes now. <laughs> I love it. I, but I think, I think she deserves to win it at this point. Statlander really needs to go to the main event scene. No shade. No shade. Statlander really shouldn't be in your TBS title scene. Or if you're not a coward, put her on Sky Blue. But Well, you know, it's interesting, though, because I think while Sky Blue is an interesting possibility and she does have a lot to gain from it, there is something where AEW does get a criticism consistently of not striking while the iron's hot, especially with the women's division. And right mm-hmm. now, Julia Hart is hot, hot, hot. Her Wrestle Dream match against Chris was great. It makes so much sense storyline. And I keep looking down the road of there's a really nice story there if you want to pass this off to Willow Nightingale next. Like yes. there is something inherent right there for you to pick up on if that is your next move. Alex, I want your thoughts on this too because I think Chris Statlander is great. I'd have no problem with her retaining here. But if the mark of a really great title reign is you get to make a new star in the process when you drop it, I think we might have that in this case with Julia Hart on our hands. I'm going with Julia for this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, same thing. I am 100%. Uh, as far as for Statlander, I think it's it's been stagnant. I don't... Her run hasn't really uh, resonated with me. It hasn't... There's a great really have, not a ton of stories. Yeah, yeah, there hasn't been anything that says, oh my God, like I can't think back and say, wow, that was just a great, a great run by her or a great match or this and that. Julia Hart, though... Um, putting it on her. She's been working very hard. I think she's it, man. I really do think she's it. I think now is the time with Julia Hart. And there was a prediction show on the main channel earlier today, but we also have a Fightful Select pre-show for you that is hosted by Rob Wilkins and a fantastic panel of people here at Fightful. We are doing this at 2 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific for all you West Coasters out there. So check that out if you want to get some Pre-show fun and some last-minute predictions. You can catch up on anybody who had their prediction show tonight. Didn't get to see Collision and Rampage, right? So we've got that for you on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe, best $5 in the biz. Also, just a fun group of people. You can catch up there as well. And my gosh, if that isn't enough for you, what else What else can Fightful give you for the pay-per-view scene? Well, how about a big, fat discount? And if you want to subscribe to a VPN like NordVPN that will give you the biggest discount in the whole wide world. That is not a fact, but it's pretty darn close. You get a heck of a savings using the code Fightful, and Sean Ross Epps can tell you all about it. Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but If you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. 
change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc., and you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You're muted, Kate. You're muted. I get those videos on the lag. They always lag. I think that's what screws up the intro when Sean always goes to play it, but I get it on a lag. But anyway, we got you so covered on the pay-per-view scene. In addition to uh, Sean doing a full gear post-show on this channel, you can get me and Alex Pulaski on Fightful Select as well. Doing our post-shows as we always do back there. Um, I will also be on the main channel with Denise for the Survivor Series one because, buddy wrestling scene does not slow down and so darn it neither am i but we're gonna flip back into smackdown world for a second here let's talk some more smackdown we have some more chats that came in uh drinking at Moe's, who's always so supportive of us here on friday night saying that last channel button got worn out tonight at my house loved it more heel santos and damn i loved buddy matthews versus wheeler Yuta. we're gonna talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit um, very happy that Wheeler is getting to show what he is capable of. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, but we've got, uh, after that awesome Santos Escobar promo that we were just talking about, Grayson Waller defeating Cameron Grimes, which I felt was good. I did not necessarily like love Road Dog on commentary tonight, and adding Austin Theory to that mix was not the way to fix it for me, but he does get involved at the end to make this a dirtier win for Grayson Waller, who I thought looked great in this. My only complaint about this is that Cameron Grimes is a phenomenal wrestler and he is a huge character. And I feel like his time on the main roster, those things have gotten diminished, especially the character side of what he's able to do. Um, He got a little bit more time tonight and I have faith that down the road, he'll be on a more consistent track because he was just not on TV at all for months. I'm glad to see he's getting reps just like Cedric Alexander was kind of shelved and now is getting some, some reps on TV, even though they're losses, I think it's an encouraging sign to see here. But Grayson Waller looking strong. This is continuing. Your thoughts on this, Alex? Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, let me tell you something. Grayson Waller. I told you this before. It, like I really wasn't an NXT viewer. Like it just doesn't speak to me. Um, I like. I like everything about him everything and for some reason he picks up on all the little details and he just kind of like doubles down on them the one thing that i wish they would do is kind of like scale back this these talk shows like i'm i'm a little over it with everyone having a talk show or having too many talk shows on these shows um i'd like to see just grayson go and 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 i say this a lot just beat the crap out of people you know, like I think I understand his character's kind of fun and you know in, in a heelish way. Um, but I, I would like to see a little bit mean spirit in him. I think he gets and I think in NXT towards his last run, I saw some of that when he was in those uh world title matches that it was like he was he he was going hard. So I I, I hope that they kind of transition more of that to him here. 
I think it's in there. I think he's kind of a chicken-ass heel, so there's always going to be that cowardice to him, but that doesn't mean that you can't still have like some leading aggression in there. This is where it gets tricky with Austin Theory is I think it is better for Austin Theory to be paired with Grayson Waller. I think it's working for him. I don't know if it's working the best for Grayson Waller. So I think where one guy is getting elevated, I don't know if that's the case for Grayson Waller, unfortunately, because I'll tell you what, the crowd's eating it up every time he's in the ring. They are definitely, definitely into this. We're going to cover the rest of our through line of the women's story before we get to the main event here. We had some intermittent segments with um, Damage Control beating up some other ladies backstage. And what I loved about this was I knew, because FightfulSelect.com told us, who is going to be joining the good girl side of this war games match. But I love that they took the extra step tonight to justify to us why the other logical choices that are on the SmackDown brand weren't being used today with these backstage attacks on Mia Yim or Michin and Selena Vega, who rough night for her. She's in tears about the Santos Escobar thing. She gets her butt kicked backstage. She get a hell of a slap in there on Santos Escobar. So good for her on that. But I just appreciated that kind of in these intermittent segments, we got damage control doing everything that they can to safeguard against whatever resources Bianca and Charlotte and Shotzi might have available to to them. Any thoughts on that? Sorry, my computer just kind of froze on me. Yeah. Give me a second. Do you want to like just skip real quick while I, uh, I don't know what happened here. Everything just shut down. Oh my gosh. Sorry. This is the first time I ever over your computer again. (laughs) No, I think there's an antivirus or like a VPN running in the background that's not supposed to be running. It's kind of making it freeze. Just give me two seconds. Oh, my gosh. Well, protect yourself with NordVPN.com. But that is fine. We will go ahead and throw it back over to our wonderful Collision crew who is here tonight. We get a a powerhouse Hobbs interview and Wardlow defeating Evan Daniels in the smooshiest of smoosh matches, to my understanding. Uh, I'm going to throw it to Cresta on this real quick to get her thoughts on this powerhouse Hobbs interview and Wardlow just taking people out as quickly as possible. Um, and we get a Don Callis and Hobbs backstage with Le- Lexi Nair as well, um, hyping up the Paul White through the car spots a lot, bragging about all of this as he should. They should be dining out on that for a while. He told Paul White to stay away because anyone could get it. So. Uh, what were your thoughts on these little things that we got here? Much like Alex can say this, I can say this. I'm big, I'm black, and I'm jacked. I pop <laughs> so hard. I pop so hard. It's the dumbest thing, but I'm going to go up to people who are <laughs> big, I'm black, and I'm jacked. They're going to look at me at all 5'7", and be like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm I'm 5'7 and three quarters, so that means I get to be just like. I'm jacked. I'm a Jack White I'm good Honestly, with that. Honestly, <laughs> Will Hobbs picking up uh, Paul White and putting him through the table, all I heard was a Street Fighter 2 music when you go to beat up the car. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> oh. And when they replayed it, I'm like, that's a senior citizen. That is not nice. But I laughed. He's right. If I can beat up the big... At one point, this man had fists that were called WMDs. Look it up. I don't want to get demonetized. <laughs> well, like, at one time, he was really hitting people with those slap-in-the-chest hairs. Kofi Kingston had a story about how this man slapped a nipple piece off. This man used to be him. So now him getting put through a car, it's a good benchmark. Poor Evan Daniels. 
I wrote Johnny McJobber, and then they put it real quick in there, like Evan Daniels, really quick. Is he? You didn't even get a thing. Not only did Wardlow hit you with a swanton, he power bombed you once, and Ruffles like, knock it off, knock it off. This man's dead. He's already dead. He's already dead. Wardlow did don't get paid by the hour. I hope Wardlow screws the crap out of MJF because MJF deserves everything bad that is happening to him. Because you can't screw around everyone in the schoolyard. And because you're a senior and you're got the Valor Victorian coming up, now you want to be on your apology tour. You bullied us for the past four years. You're getting your comeuppance. And if you want to take the screws to someone and you need a little bit of help, Bluetooth.com, code Fightful, but Iridian, uh, how are you feeling about where Wardlow's at right now? I'm glad it seems like he might be leaning heel. I find that interesting. And I'm not convinced that he isn't one of the uh, chefs in, in MJF's kitchen on this devil's angle that is cooking around. But it does feel kind of a little one-dimensional. I liked some of the stuff he was doing in the ring outside of just squashing people. But um, what are your thoughts on Wardlow and anything you want to add about that Powerhouse Hobbs interview? Yeah, I didn't even write that Powerhouse Hobbs interview in my notes, so I didn't care for it. Wow. No, no offense to Powerhouse, but I it was just not working for me tonight. Um, the big black and jacked line didn't stick out to you like it's oh, and then she, goes, goes on Twitter, she goes on Twitter and she's like, oh, I'm going to use that. I said, please don't. <laughs> That's going to be my pickup line. I'm big black and jacked. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you watch wrestling? <laughs> if you see a dating profile and you see that as the, the lead-in, uh-uh. we know who is the lady behind it, all right? I said, ma'am, please, please don't do that. And here we are tonight. Here we are. So, my new personality now. It's my gimmick. Um, I, I can't can't change that about you, but it was something that I love about you, Presta. 10 out of 10. <laughs> so this Wardlow match was all of 46 seconds and like, uh, what was that? I'm glad you guys caught his name because that poor man in the ring, I didn't know who he was. I didn't even see his face. The camera didn't even show his face. So poor dude was completely demolished tonight. And I honestly think we could have waited for Wardlow a couple more months, maybe till his hair grew back. I think that ponytail is really where the power is at. That's so, not nice, Iridius. No, like, again, no offense, Mr. Wardlow. But it's just like, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. Everyone's going after MJF right now. But like, okay, he's going to have a match with MJF. And then what? Then what are we doing with Wardlow, right? So we need to think like long-term story building. We can't just have all these big guys come out here and keep doing squash matches. Him, at Hobbs is also having, you know, squash matches too. But then again, he's with Don Callis. So that's a whole other faction that he's involved with. But man, we need to really start building up stories outside of MJF. You can't have everybody face MJF every week. Like we need to start doing something with him. So I agree with that. I'm here for a storyline build with Wardlow, not just 47 seconds and whatever, whoever competed tonight. Yeah. Evan Daniels. Evan Daniels, sir. I'm so sorry. Last week they did it with Titus. They did it yeah. with Titus. And here we are again. I'm glad. Uh, I, I agree with you. There's a pretty big ROH spoiler uh, if you guys want to talk about it, you can send in a super chat to talk about it. Otherwise, I think that we will uh, chill on it. But I think it probably constitutes as breaking news. And because it's on ROH and they don't even care about ROH, I don't really have a big problem spoiling it. But we are going to talk about the things that we need to talk about here on SmackDown first. Uh, we get a solo Sokoa video package. Not a ton yeah, to write home about, but... We do head into our final match main event of the evening before we get our closing segment that was painted pretty obviously for us, I think. But but done well in that. Uh, L.A. Knight defeating Jimmy Uso. Um, 
Apex Calibre saying that, am I the only one feeling night over Cody for Roman? I think there's a lot of people feeling that. I don't think the people that book SmackDown are a part of those people, unfortunately. I think it's possible you get a Jimmy and Solo tag match against LA Knight and Cody match at some point. You'll probably see a tag program there to maybe sustain things a little bit. I'm so sick of seeing Cody face the freaking Judgment Day and everybody in it, 9 million and a half times. But uh might have just been a run in here because Cody also has stuff with Jay to worry about. So uh, this match was fine. You have uh, the BFT for the win here, LA Knight going over Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa coming down, Samoan Spike. My God, who is going to come out and even the numbers game? But Cody, all this man does is run in in a suit and even up numbers game. That's all this man is, is injured and the son of Dusty Rhodes and evening out numbers games. He has no character outside of that. I am so bored with this version of Cody. He's really good at this. Give me something to buy into with Cody Rhodes other than I have a worked injury and I fought through it. Stop. He's an excellent wrestler. I am so bored by him running down in his dress shoes to save someone. Yawn, 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 yawn. City. This is your main event, though. Nothing wrong with the match. And LA Knight continues to be super, super over, which is great. Uh, Cardoza, what are your thoughts on this? Feels like we do this most weeks now. Every, it's, it just seems like something that just happened, copy paste from the week before and the week before and the week before. And we've, we've said this multiple times. Please stop doing this. Like, please stop doing this. But they don't listen to us, obviously. Um, the little teaser with him, you know, backstage with, uh, you know, our SmackDown GM. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I read that? Yes. Poochie Rhodes strikes again. Um, wow. I don't know. It's just, it's like, what are we doing? What are, so the, what are we, is he going to come to, you know, like, what are we doing? We're like in overtime extra innings with Cody. I'm so bored of him now. And I said this online. I got ridiculed, man. I'm like, goddamn hater. Right, right, right. You know, and I'm like, dude, but what what is he giving us? If I was hating it, that would be an emotion. Right. I'm so bored because I'm bored. this was a mostly a really, really great SmackDown. Like, really great probably heavy-handed. This was a really good SmackDown. Way better than the past couple weeks have been, in my opinion. But they are running into a trap of Raw and SmackDown ending the same way every single time. It's always LA Knight versus someone in the bloodline. Um and while that's good, because LA Knight's finally being treated like a main eventer, like we got to freshen things up a little bit with that. And it's tough because now there are no titles around again on SmackDown because Logan Paul's off with the US title. And Roman wrestles, Roman. He wrestles <laughs> once every Haley's Comet. So like it, it gets really, really old uh, seeing that. But we didn't close the night that way. Crucially, we closed the night with the women's segment and... Man, I liked a lot of what we got, but if I had a bone to pick, it's like the biggest bone in the chicken meal. Like, it sucks. Um, We have Becky Lynch being unveiled as the War Games competitor on the good gal side. A couple things about this. They made a big deal of that she needed to be in the building, and I don't think, and I could be wrong because I was taking notes for two shows, uh, I don't think Nick Aldis said that person needs to be here in person in the building by the end of the night, I think he just said, you need to have your competitor picked out. So this like fake race against the clock with Becky Lynch wasn't working. And earlier in the night, you had Bianca Belair saying, Charlotte, I think you know who to call. 
I was thinking, why would Charlotte be the one to call Becky? Yeah, it's so weird, right? Charlotte and Becky hate each other. And while I understand Charlotte's a face, Bianca and Becky like had so much respect for each other. Um, at the conclusion of their feud, that was kind of the thing that brought Becky back to the face side, essentially. Um, so I just was like, why would Charlotte be the one to do that? And I thought, well, let me be open-minded about this because maybe we'll get Charlotte with at least a justification of the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Uh, but we didn't even get that. We just had Becky showing up just in the nick of time. Very happy it's her because I think it's the right call. And I did appreciate the way they went about the recruitment effort tonight where you had damage control taking out anybody else who might be available. So good justification on that. No idea why Charlotte was the one to make the phone call, but here we are. Uh, Tunde Uyade, I'm so positive I said that wrong, and I apologize, saying, hey, guys, let me talk to you. I love Bailey, but I see Asuka spitting the mist on Bailey, and then Becky gets the pin on her in the match. Oh, interesting. That's a prediction, not a spoiler. I'm interested to see if it happens in the match or if they're going to slow burn it beyond that because – I think there's things that you could do on both sides that could spice things up a little bit, but they did just get together as the super group. I don't know if it's going to fray that quickly. I think maybe you want Dakota Kai to be healthy for that, but we will see. Alex, how did you feel about our closing segment tonight? Um, I don't, I don't, I, it, it was so obvious that it was going to be Becky. I'm sorry. For me, it was just like, you knew what other surprises are they going to have? Who else are they going to bring in? You know, um, I think it's perfectly fine. I feel like if this match goes the other way and our faces win, it's when you're going to see that turn happen in the middle of that ring, Um, you know, where they can pretty much just take out Bailey. Right. And here's the important part. Do you have now Bailey kind of getting back with back in the mix with Charlotte and Becky, you know? Like, does that happen? Where where does the story go? But other than that, it, um, I'm not hyped about this match either. I don't know what's happening with me today. I'm just not like, I'm not looking, really looking for, I'm looking forward more to the dissension of having these women turn their back on, on, uh, on Bailey more than I am on the actual match. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because Charlotte is boring to me right now. Like, there's really nothing happening with Charlotte. Maybe because Becky's boring me right now, unless I read her book. Maybe it's because also poor Shotzi's just like a lost puppy thrown into the mix with these women. Well, Bianca's been feuding with the OG um, well, version of Damage yes, Control since right, July right. of 2022. So, yeah, and that's the I, only thing that's there. I think maybe you're fatigued also just across the board because we've yes. seen Judgment Day and Cody's All-Stars 900 yes. times. Like we've seen a lot of these things in so many rematches that there's no heat left for the feud. And I think, that's kind of an overall problem with the Survivor Series build, but I do appreciate that it isn't just a brand supremacy thing. It is right, not yes, red shirts right. versus blue shirts, which is really, really cool. Guys, we do have an ROH spoiler, which we can talk about. Caden saying, I don't give a damn about my reputation. It was reported earlier today, or at least rumored earlier today, um, not reported by Fightful, but Sean did say that he had heard the same thing, that Ronda Rousey was backstage at the... Ooh collision roh tapings tonight uh she appeared on roh i had actually heard the wow. same thing from a couple of people i made a joke on twitter that i had heard about it from people who tweeted about it but i actually had heard from a couple of people the same thing that ronda rousey was backstage uh this is an interesting one and if you guys want to talk about it we'll we'll open season it after we're done talking about collision entirely but 
So I just want to acknowledge that. And we're going to talk about the rest of Rampage in a second here. But let's finish out Collision first. Haven't been the biggest Ronda fan on this last round, but her and ROH might actually be a better fit. So interesting stuff there. Bizarro Big L talking about our Wardlow conversation before saying, Wardlow doesn't need a rat tail again. Iridian, he is no longer a Padawan. He's a Moody and a Sith phase. I don't know Star Wars things. I think I said that. Yeah, a Revenge Padawan of the Sith, is right? A baby, uh, not, not Sith, is a baby Jedi. That's when you're under the tutelage. Yeah. But he's saying that he's in his moody Anakin Sith phase now. Oh, that's when, listen, you got to get rid of that lust in your heart, Anakin. It's time to be a monk. Knock it off, Anakin. He's like, but I love her. He's like, stop. Love needs to hate. Stop it. <laughs> wow, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I am so glad Cresta is here. Uh, the real question is, does Sean think Don Callis is a hot dog or a glizzy? And what are oh, his wow. condiments? Cresta saying anyone can get it. Um, thank you to Luis, who is clarifying. He's translating Star Wars speak outside. Luis kept two straight shows straight tonight, gave us a run, Rampage rundown, got all our chats in order, and he's still out here translating Star Wars speak for me tonight. Thank goodness for him. But give him a raise. Give him a raise. 1-800-GIVE-US-ALL-A-RAISE. That's what wow. well, Luis definitely, definitely. I, he has the hardest <laughs> job at Fightful. I say it all the time. But um I would guess, and I'm, I don't want to put words in Sean's mouth, but I'm guessing if Seahawk is around, it's a glizzy. I'm guessing that Don Callis is just a regular hot dog if, if Seahawk is nah, not. Nah, Don Callis is a glizzy. He's a glizzy. Uh, well, that there is, you go. That is a Certified. glizzy, like like a, a fresh glizzy that's still got the top. Like, you see the top of my little head thing? That's the kind of glizzy he is. I'm not going to comment. We're going to talk wrestling, friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk some wrestling, because we had Dexiax Harwood with no D in the middle, but if you need a hardwood, bluetooth.com code Fightful uh, versus Roosh ending in a no contest, a rare no contest in AEW. I like that they don't do this a lot, and it does add intrigue into what is the go home here, right? So I, I don't hate that as much as I kind of normally do in these situations, but some good stuff here from what I heard. We get Ricky causing the disqualification with the, or the no contest, I guess, with the spear Roosh giving him the uh, the harns, as he says. Good stuff there. Uh, my guess, and I will put money on this. This is how confident I am. I'm guessing that these two beat the ever-living dog crap out of each other. Guys, uh, it's Dax Harwood and Roosh, for the love of God. Iridium, what did you think of this match? And I don't normally like no contest, but I... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a little bit of forgiveness on this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Senor Rouge, I love to see him 
in the ring. That man is just, he hits hard. He's, he hits hard. And the commentary was talking about it. Like, look at Dax's chest. And I said, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> Why? Like it was bruised. It was disgusting after all of those chops that Roosh had given him. And Ricky Starks on commentary, whoever's, idea that was for tonight genius idea 10 out of 10 that man was like i speak spanish too he was like esperate like one word that was his one word on commentary i was here for it also the camera was very focused on him throughout a lot of this match he was speaking directly into the camera ricky was like full five six seven seconds on it while the match was going on so i think um that was hilarious but man senor rush is just so great so, so great. Cresta, how are you feeling about Senor Rouge? Let's go back to what I said about that Chef Boyardee raw chest meat. Because that's exactly what this was. Also, watching Rouge from Impact to here, Joe Pearl, the biggest heel in the business, said one thing about Rouge. Rouge don't lose. So I didn't know how this match was going to end. <laughs> I knew Rouge wasn't taking the pin, I tell you that. But typically, FTR don't lose, especially Dax. And these men were beating the hell out of each other. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the spot where Dax tensed up for the horns and Roosh was like, hey, what's up? Gotcha. <laughs> that was so cool. This was such a good match. It was a hard-hitting match. This is reminds me of Eddie Kingston versus Murder Grandpa and Stone Pibble when all they did was just slap each other for 40 minutes. That's all these men did was slap each other. So if you like raw meat, like hamburger meat, like just meat, not like big meaty meat, but like lean, slappy meat, this match is for you. Um, post match was pretty good too. Everyone just had a fight. All right, that's how this show is going to end. Sorry for the spoiler, guys, but we're all just going to beat each other up. Um, Jasmine mean, Hawkins chiming in about the Women's Survivor Series angle, saying we all know the history behind Becky and Charlotte needs to be the one to reach out and squash it. We didn't get a segment showing us that though, so that's my thing. Is like you can't just have Becky show up with no explanation, clarifying their relationship. If it's because they're both on the face side of things, well, you got to show us that there was some sort of reconnection there. Maybe we'll get that next week. Maybe we'll get a little bit of Becky explaining why she bothered to answer the call. But it just seems like her and Bianca did mend fences. It was very clear after after fighting for a year. So feeling dreepy saying, check RJ City's post on his opinion on Ronda. Uh, he posts that about anybody that is around about getting the graphic. That is a work. Uh, he works it on literally everyone, including our former Will Washington of this very channel. Uh, we are going to talk about the rest of Collision here. Guys, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. We'll wind up Collision and then we will run down ROH. Uh, uh, ROH. We'll talk about that ROH spoiler as well as Rampage. Um, after that match, we had Action Andretti getting interviewed and interrupted by Roddy in the kingdom. And then we move on to our Sheeta and Chris Statlander versus the Outcasts match, which ended with your champion standing tall, which is good to see. I think that was pretty obvious, and I don't mind it being obvious when it's the right call. So Ray and Ruby seem to be on the outs. Uh, so, uh, Aridian, what did you think of... Anything that we got out of this interview, I honestly didn't see it or know anything about it. So if you want to give us a quick recap of that, that would be great. And then our women's main event, and then we'll talk about the the we go home the on Buddy that. Matthews Wheeler Yuta match. 
And oh I my gosh, I did. Talk about that. I'm sorry, I just had to put that out there. <laughs> no, it's okay. We that. we blame Luis because he's not doing enough tonight. Damn, that Luis, we just gave you a raise and now we got to <laughs> take it back. Wow. <laughs> the worst company of this. Wow. My goodness, That's Buddy it. Matthews defeating Willie Uta. Well, let's backtrack then. Let's talk about that match. Uh, but let, let's talk about this interview real quick and then we'll circle back around to that. Anything of note in that, Iridian? Or well, did- basically, Roddy was just like, Andretti, you're next. So I guess he's next, right? Like, what what can we, what else can we take from that? It was literally like a one minute promo. And Andretti is really holding his own, but but man, Roddy, best stuff, best stuff in the most annoying way, right? Like you see him on TV, you're just like, oh, here we go. I have a headache already. Here we go. Something's I'm happening. Just, to think he's been able to get himself over while he's been injured with his neck is just really a miracle. I wonder if this is going to be in the C2R2D2 G1 uh, classic, if they'll set up Andretti versus him for that. But Kate, I, I don't need you to know why. that the more you say this, I need our truth to just show up and be like, oh, this is not WWE. Oh, Krista, my I, didn't even, my I didn't even know you were in on Star Wars when I said that, okay? <laughs> that is how much synergy we have here tonight, but let's keep the momentum going if there wasn't much to that promo. And let's talk about Claudio versus Wheeler. Uh, this seems like a whole bunch of fun. I will definitely be checking this out. Iridian is smiling ear to ear. So, Cresta, hold on one sec. We're going to let Iridian talk about it first because she looks like a kid in a candy store. Tell me about Claudio versus Wheeler. This was my favorite match of the night. I absolutely am living for this match. I love Wheeler Yuta, love Buddy Matthews, and these two factions just really give me life in AEW, right? So Yuta came out not having a care in the world. He was blowing kisses to the fans, which I'm pretty sure were flipping him off, right? People hate Yuta. I don't understand why. I love Yuta. So I'm always going to be like, yes, absolutely here for it. So there was one point in the match where Buddy Murphy just completely yeeted Yuta into the commentary table. It looked terrible, terrible. And I was just like, oh my God, when I tell you guys that I gasped, literally, I was full on panic mode. I'm like, this is not good. This is not good, right? Yuta is just so much fun to watch in the ring. Same thing with Buddy. And this is where the Zack Sabre Jr. comment comes in, right? So they're talking about how uh, in commentary, they're like, okay, well, if this comes down to be like a, f- a real physical match, then Buddy Matthews has the advantage. But, you know, they're like, Wheeler Yuta likes to stay lean, much like a Zack Sabre Jr. And they do that in order to stay flexible and to stay quick. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And then, like, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, why did you bring up Zack Sabre Jr.? That's odd. You have a lot of people on the roster. You could have said Daniel Garcia. You could have said a lot of other people, right? But no, you said Zack Sabre Jr. And that just, like, I couldn't think about anything else afterwards. I'm like, okay, very interesting. But, um, Stan Hood taking over the stream. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, but Yuta did Preston not. I was singing George Michael earlier, too. So I just think it's really appropriate that we have the guy giving the promo about the ghost of George Michael and singing George Michael. It's all coming very synergetic together. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. So (laughs) Yuta did not end up winning this match. And this is where I'm tired, right? I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Why can't we have Yuta pick up a win? I'm so confused. I get it. 
Blackpool Combat Club, he's the bottom of the totem pole, right? But come on, like he can pick up a win every now and then. He's a fantastic wrestler. He's a, a former pure Ring of Honor champion. So I, I don't understand. I feel like him and Danny Garcia, like they're on the same boat right now. Fantastic wrestlers with literally unlimited potential. And it's just not going well for them. So I need Yuta to start picking up wins. So um, Buddy at the end picks up the win, and then he goes to get a steel chair, which I'm like, no, 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 this is not happening. No, that's too far. The bridge this, too far. Please, we can't be doing this. You already pinned him, and now you bring the chair out. So Claudio comes out, and Claudio's like, I'm not about to have you cut a spooky promo. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want to fight, we can fight tomorrow. And he's like, I don't know if you have to go and ask Malachi for permission. Adam. Blew my mind. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is giving me um, when the Judgment Day... Oh, and Cody was like, all right, who's the leader? And um, Damien was like, I'm the leader. And everybody was like, whoa, whoa, what happened? That That's the kind of vibes it was giving. So now that led to to that match being called for um, tomorrow. But Cresta, Utes is not catching a break. What are we doing here? No idea. But I did see this in the chat. And I will add Wheeler Yuta to the Johnny Gargano Hall of Fame of you can't knock that lover out. He has a neck of... There are certain people in professional wrestling that no matter how hard you hit them, they're not going to die. And poor Wheeler Yuta, he was jokey joke before, but the BCC is different. <laughs> that man is no longer jokey joke. And like you said, he came out there like, hey, touch my foot. He didn't care. By the end of that match, he had a lot of care. He has a lot of care given. Care. I could not believe that double axe handle he got on him. Because first of all, who does a double axe handle? <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, Buddy Matthews at the end trying to obliterate. Oh boy, I agree with Claudio Casanoli. I'm tired of the spooky stuff. Say it to my face like a man. And I feel Claudio Casanoli was trying to find the nice PG words to say because I feel like there was a curse word about to slip out. Like I'm tired of you spooky people. Okay. <laughs> I am on television and I cannot swear. Look, I think about Alistair Black in WWE and we got Kevin Owens just talking about a banana for like five minutes and questioning all the spooky stuff. I'll I'll take Claudio Castagnoli just trying not to swear, man. These uh these promos against these spooky forces have got a band together, but good stuff there. You know, Arudy and I agree with you and uh Alex Pulaski said in the chat. Buddy Matthews doesn't really get a lot of singles wins either. So it's kind of hard to book that situation. Usually the answer is don't book those guys against each other. But you did say him and Danny Garcia are kind of in the same situation, which leaves the door open to some interesting stuff in the Blackpool Combat Club. Let's talk about our ladies over here on AW collision tonight Sheeta and chris datlander defeating the outcasts raya and ruby soho as predicted you got double champs on one side we don't see champions pair a lot together which i appreciate that they did here get that star power on your collision go home i like it uh iridium what did you think of this almost main event this main event match and then we'll talk about the mjf interview after yeah no, I love Sheeta. I think that every week or anytime she's on TV, she goes out there and she really reminds you why she's the champion, right? She was kicking hard tonight and Miss Julia was in the back watching everybody. So I'm like, okay, mother, future leader of my faction, I'm, I'm here for it. And Cool Hand Ange was also involved in this match. I, I... I'm very like iffy about that, right? Because I get it. You're trying to build up this like romantic storyline with them. And 
I don't think it needed to be included in this match. Like we had it last week where he sent roses to her. All right, cool. But like now you're getting involved in the women's matches and like that's time for the women, right? I feel like you're taking away from the minimal time that they already get. So this could have been a promo backstage. And then in addition to this, right? Um, yeah, I, I just was not a fan of that. But I do love love, right? So I hope, you know, that we do get to keep seeing this, just not interfering with the women's time on on matches specifically. Um, yeah. Cresta, what do you think about that? So first of all, okay, we got a main event women's match. But only one? We didn't even get one at 920. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Second of all, I agree with you with the cool hand uh, Ange thing. Listen, I love love too, but this is one of my, I hate this literary trope. I'm a strong woman, but a guy loves me. I'm so confused. I hate this. <laughs> I want y'all to be in love. I'm here for it. Just not during my match. Not during my match, baby. Because you might get stabbed with your little hair comb. Not during my match. Not during my match. I I want them to do it another way. I this is just me, and if y'all like it, great. But this, this is I hate this literary trope because Ruby Soho is so good. So you're gonna let Soraya get bamboozled? Yeah, we knew they were gonna win, but come on now, come on now. This not during my match, and she should beat him up backstage. That's just me. Soraya should stab him. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're you're for the backstage stabbing. I'm not gonna. I watch too much Impact. I'm sorry. People get murdered yeah, every other week. People get murdered like every <laughs> week on Impact. That is true. That is true. Uh, they are pointing out that Stat clotheslined his soul out of his body, though. So as she should get out of here. This is our time. Get out of here. Agreed. Good stuff. And then the MJF interview I did not see, but from my understanding, Samoa Joe is slated to be his partner, which is an interesting. I mean, that's who you choose if you're going to try and trust again, right? That's the guy you want on your side. But I've got suspicions, people. I've got suspicions. Uh, what was this interview, Cresta? And uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think, I kind of think Samoa Joe leaves him in the dust and he has to defend them on his own before we even get there. So I have minimal notes, but I'll give it to you super easy. Austin and Colton Gunn, you're ugly. <laughs> that was something he did say. He said, you're incredibly ugly. You're also talented. <laughs> the second part of his promo to Jay White can pretty much be described. There is a saying in ballroom. There's a ballroom clip where he's like, your title, stolen. Your gimmick, borrowed. Your friends, stolen. Your shirt, bullet club. Like, everything about you is so counterfeit, and you have to steal it to prove it to yourself. I want Jay White to win, and that's just me because I think much like, I think Alex has said this about somebody else's run earlier, it's a little meh for me. I want MJF to be Randy Orton at this point. Your mouth talks like Randy Orton, but you're wrestling like JBL, and I can't take that, and I cannot take that. I need you to take it to that next level. I think Jay White beating you with baby face don't work, Charlotte Flair. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't care how many songs you have, how many friends you make. I don't believe you. I do not believe you, and you Ooh, heel charisma. So I think it'll be a good match. But Jay White gonna hit him with that switchblade, or he gonna get cheated out. His there's a million Bullet Club members. <laughs> I don't know who has more members, Bullet Club or the Bloodlocks. There's always another Ooh, and there's always a Bullet Club member. So. It's true. It's true. Even when they are out, there are more. Right? You got the honorary ones, but mm -hmm. I um, respectfully disagree. But I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. I don't think you go this hard into setting up the Samoa Joe angle if MJF isn't going to retain. 
Um, and true. I also think the rumored half-confirmed signee coming in might make things very, very interesting in the very near future. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But that's not even uh, what we are going to talk about on the next rundown for Rampage. But Iridian, any thoughts on this MJF interview before we close that out? No, I think that, yeah, MJF just kept it an MJF promo. It was a good promo. Um, am I hoping that he loses everything tomorrow? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Iridian. I, you. We, we like I, MJF. See what happens? Like it is it is Men's Mental Health Month, and the moment this guy gets vulnerable, you're like, I hope he loses everything. I hope I he loses last time, too. When he was, who was he against last time for us? I was like, I hope MJF loses. Same. Oh, yeah, I, I love MJF. I but do, I but. think he just needs that that little push, that little extra push. He wants to be everyone's scumbag. I totally get it. That's not working. You need to be the ultimate heel, and people are going to love him regardless. So just take all the titles off of him. I think Jay White is going to be a perfect champion. He looks like a million bucks with that stolen belt already on him. So... <laughs> Wow. Him for real. Yeah. And oh Kate, goodness. also to your point, you're right. Imagine you do, Samoa Joe does all of this for you to lose. Samoa Joe's going to kill MJF. <laughs> I, I think all of this for you to lose. Way, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that'll be. Crest is like, I want MJF to lose everything, and then I want Samoa Joe to murder him. You guys are cruel people. <laughs> and then uh, Wardlow's going to come out and pick up the scraps. Bluetooth <laughs> style. Brutal. Let's really quick run through your Rampage rundown. Uh, Ronda Rousey did debut at the ROH tapings, which is wild. I don't think anybody expected after her uh, wrestling run in WWE, her next move would be to go work the indies and then an ROH match or feud, whatever this is going to look like. But that is obviously huge news for ROH, uh, a brand that I champion, a brand that has had great women's wrestling. Her last WWE run didn't work for me at all, but a brand that is not so promo intensive, it is very in-ring focused and very um, leans very heavily on a style that I think might be more suited for her, I think could actually be a cool fit. So I'm interested to see, is this a one-off? Is this more than a one-off, but not a full contract? Like, where is this going? Um, not always for me. As a wrestler in the ring, definitely not for me on the personal side of things from what I've seen and read. Some of it, I think, is a little blown out of proportion, but most of it, I, I understand where people are coming from with their frustrations about it. Um, but I do think if there's a place in wrestling that's a fit for Ronda Rousey, it very well could be an ROH. So I'm intrigued to see what we get out of that. Feel free to send in Super Chats if you want to talk about it. But quick Rampage rundown. Off the broadcast, we have Tony Khan, Orange Cassidy in the crowd singing happy birthday to Shibata-san. I love that. Very, very sweet. What a comeback story. Is there a bigger comeback story than like, hey, I didn't have my brain in my head and now I'm wrestling is insane to me. You had Christian defeating Trent for that TNT title. Um, you had Y2J promising to beat the Young Bucks in their hometown tomorrow. Yeehaw. Tony Storm with Luther defeating Ami Sakura, which I can't wait to watch that because I bet that was awesome. Eddie Kingston and Lethal interviewed by Renee. Their match for the ROH World title at the zero hour. And then Ortiz had a stare down with Eddie Kingston after the interview, which is interesting slash disconcerting. Roddy Strong defeating Action and Dreddy, even though he took apparently a very nasty neck bump. Man lives the gimmick. God bless. Glad Roddy's getting in-ring reps, though, because he is a force to be reckoned with. I'm glad he's 
kicking some butt. I hope he's in the C2R2D2G1. Uh, Jay White having a sit down with Renee Paquette, but he's attacked by MJF backstage and MJF hitting Juice with a TV backstage before MJF chases White to the ring. The guns and White continue to attack MJF before Samoa Joe makes the save. Joe and MJF shake hands to end the broadcast. So that is your Rampage rundown. Pretty good go-homey stuff for a pay-per-view. Definitely a go-homey three hours of wrestling, but as it should be. We have a loaded, loaded pay-per-view tomorrow. I don't want to get into predictions because uh, that will take forever, but any overall surprises, any thoughts on who the signee might be if you don't think it's who's rumored, things like that? Any any predictions outside of what is strictly match-based that anybody wants to throw out there? So I, you know, because they mentioned Zack Sabre Jr., I was like, oh, is Zack Sabre Jr. a free <laughs> Like, what are we doing? And Kate, automatically, you were like, wait, let's check this out. So, um, I, yeah, you said Will Ospreay's still also with them, but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it could be Will Ospreay. Maybe it could also be Zack Sabre Jr. Who knows? It could be a lot of things, right? A lot of stranger things have happened in wrestling. And I feel like maybe Tony's relationship with New Japan is that strong that maybe they could be like, okay, well, you know, I'm signing him now, but that doesn't mean he's wrestling now, you know, so that type of thing. Yeah, the other thing that's important to remember with New Japan is it's not weekly episodic television. So if they have a friendly relationship and um, they can just keep their dates with whoever it might be, in this case, I, I do think it's Will Ospreay. ZSJ said he turned down both American companies already this year. He did also do that in the same breath as him calling Will Ospreay Billy No Brain. So I don't know how seriously oh, wow. you can take anything, but uh, I do think it's probably Will Ospreay coming in here at the buzzer. Uh, them having a great relationship with New Japan, I think works in their favor on this. Um, but I, I agree. I think it's uh, that would be the biggest name on the market that isn't Mercedes Monet, right? So uh, I, I think if it's the biggest male, not even a free agent, but almost a free agent that you can get, good on them. To me, ZSJ was my favorite wrestler of the year. I think the best wrestler of the year was probably Will Ospreay in the run that we saw out of him. I don't know if I've seen a career run like Will Ospreay where every match has been an event from his G1 work all the way through all in against Chris Jericho. Like he's done some really, really incredible stuff. Um, more on Fightful Select about who it wasn't. I'm sure Sean will have confirming details. He had heard it was in line with what Andrew Zaria had reported. That's as far as we're going to go on this show. But Cresta, any thoughts about maybe who else might show up or any other surprises that aren't necessarily this person winning this match type stuff? I don't know, because I'm a little jaded when it comes to Tony Khan saying we've got a big announcement, because a lot of times he's like, we've got something great, and then it's not what the hype you would think it is. My initial thought was like, oh, we finally got Mercedes. It's a shame Jade is gone now, but people are like, it's not Mercedes, so I don't know. I do want to say really quickly, good on Ronda for going to ROH. Don't take that title off of Athena, I tell you that. I tell you, I tell you what, all right? Um, but I have no idea who it could be. Again, I was hoping it would be Mercedes, but I, I'm one of those people who like to be sports entertained and surprised. So sure. I have no um, no idea. I know I'm going to be watching tomorrow when I come up from the anime convention. Like, yes, wrestling. Rock and roll. I'm with that. One LT photo saying, next super strong. God bless Roddy Strong for that. Collision ladies hating. Jeez, I know. They were coming in hot on your AEW world champion. He is 
a vulnerable baby face and they're like, nah, tear him down. We don't I'd work like with it. Jeff Jarrett if he paid me. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, this was Preston's last time on the Friday Night Show. If you know anything about me. Cardoza, any uh, any overall thoughts as we get ready to go home ourselves here? I just want to be happy. So I'm going to sit back tomorrow night and watch me some wrestling after the Christmas tree lighting that I'm going to. Oh, I love that. I love that. I will say that I am of the camp that it is Will Ospreay, and I think he might enter your, your G1, R2D2, C2 as... Uh, I think that's a really fun way to set up Danielson and Will Ospreay if you do want to get there. We'll see. I will also say if he survives Jay White but not Samoa Joe, MJF to Samoa Joe to Will Ospreay, it's not a title lineage that I, I am mad about. I just want to put it out there. Goldberg is available. Oh my God. All right, Alex. Our show for tonight. Uh, Thank you so much for watching. We do appreciate it. I know this was a loaded show. We appreciate you guys sticking with us and kind of our funky format that we had tonight. It's a crazy world, ladies and gentlemen. Ronda Rousey is appearing in ROH. MJF is a vulnerable baby face, and the women want to tear him down for it. We had a great SmackDown tonight. Sanchez Escobar is a heel. What is the world coming to, people? But we have so much programming for you this weekend. Obviously, those dueling full gear post shows, you're going to have Grapsity. So much more coming around the pike. And stay tuned on FightfulSelect.com because you know if there's an AEW pay-per-view, there are scoops not far behind it. And Sean has the details for you. Get it straight from the source. It's how he pays this wonderful staff. It's how he pays the wonderful people who I was joined by tonight. And we're going to give them all a second here. Y'all get paid? Plug their stuff. Well, yeah, Alex, they remember to invoice their stuff. Okay. I always... I always get a text from Alex that's like, I forgot to invoice my thing. Yeah, three months later. Hey, it's been three months. Well, Mr. Terrible Invoicer, why don't you lead us home with uh, with anything? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on threads at Alexis Cardoza and Instagram at Alexis Cardoza, um, where I post everything fun and jolly. There you go. Take a Christmas season for you. Yeah, it's, it's Christmas season year round, but now it's super Christmas season. I love that. I love that. And Cresta, who's going to be going to Survivor Series, is that next nice. week already? Gosh, yeah. Oh my God. That's Iridian who's going to Survivor Series. I know how words work and who people are. So, it's your first time I said this before. God, Kate, now all colliders look alike. <laughs> wow. It was on the floor. It was right there. The joke was on the floor. I had to pick it up. It was on the it was low hanging fruit. It was on dead. The floor. Where's I'm my sorry, co- no, you Where's are... my Collider's Lives Matter sign? Hold so on. You are you I are black, jacked, and beautiful, or whatever Will Hobbs I'm said. My big, apologies. I'm black and I'm jacked. There it is. My apologies. I'm gonna let Cresta go first so that I don't uh, get wow. my ass kicked by the big black jack Cresta. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you like shit posts, please follow me on Twitter. <laughs> no one does it better. <laughs> no one does it better. Sometimes it's motivation. A lot of the times it's junk. <laughs> so Crested the Star on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. There's a link tree in my bio. Thursdays and Saturdays, I am here <laughs> on uh, Fight Almost said Impact. Thursday, I do Impact That's with Joe Pearl. Saturday, we do Collision. Myself, Iridian, Riccicino sometimes, but he's doing big things, you know. Um, next week, I... Won't be streaming on my personal channels. No Twitch, no TikTok, at Crestastar. Please feel free to follow. Because it's turkey week for you Americans. I'm trying to be fat. I'm trying to get oxtails. I don't know about you guys. Mm. Meridian, where can people find you? 
You guys can head over to YouTube and subscribe to Rest Friends. That's W-R-E-S-T, Friends. I just put out an interview with Britt Baker. She was fantastic. Absolutely love her. And you can follow me on all social media at Iridian underscore Fiero. So definitely check that stuff out. Kate, what about you? Where can our beautiful Fightful audience find you? I always got to do the like Excalibur lungs with uh, with my plugs. Very blessed about that, by the way. But I'm on Fightful Overbooks with Joel Pearl whenever I can be on Sundays doing Kate and Joel Call It in the Ring. Monday on Fightful Select, doing your Sour Graps Raw Review. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on the main channel of Fightful, doing your NXT, ROH, and SmackDown post show. Wednesdays at the Mark Order. And this weekend, because we love you people so much, on FightfulSelect.com, doing your alternative post show to whatever Sean's going to be doing. What, you you want scoops and a normal post show? Sure, tune into Sean. You want weirdos who are going to sing at you? That's going to be me and Alex Pulaski, okay? So join us on FightfulSelect.com. We got puns. We got a lot of fun. We talk for way longer than Sean does. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Check me there. And then, of course, I will have the Survivor Series main channel post show. And then I'll hop on and join Alex Pulaski for that on Select as well after Survivor Series. But mostly follow Cresta's Cat because it's adorable. Guys, have a safe and wonderful wrestling weekend. Don't forget about that prediction show tomorrow at 2 p.m. East on FightfulSelect.com as well. We're waving our paws at you. Goodbye. Have a wonderful and safe wrestling weekend. Happy Bye. Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Goodbye forever. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.